Tracy's still in here. Miss Stacy, you got one more. You have one more. <laughs> She's making her way. Is he going? <laughs> okay, okay. John chapter number one. John chapter number one. We're going to read a couple verses here, and, uh, and we're going through the book of, of John. And uh, so we're going to pick right up where we left off about a month ago. Uh, we've been we've got off of that for about a month. We did a couple Christmas type messages and and then talked about the vision for 2020 and uh, what a blessing it is to to be in the year 2020. And uh, if you if you're if you're uh, you say well what what is the vision for 2020? Back on the back page or back on the back page back on the back table is is uh, something I handed out to everyone that was here in those couple of weeks that we went over that. Just kind of encourage you to make a commitment to the Lord in 2020 uh, to do certain things for the Lord this year. John chapter number nine, we're gonna, John chapter number one, we're going to jump right in. Uh, he's been introducing Christ. He introduced a, another character in here, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was the introducer of, of Jesus Christ. We know that John the Baptist was just a few months older than Christ, but he prepared the way of the Lord. And uh, he, had, he was introducing Christ to, to the world, basically. And so we come into this story in John, in John 1, verse 19. The people have come to John the Baptist to question who he is, what he's doing, and what he's preaching. So here it is. We have the religious leaders, uh, Jewish religious leaders, come to question John the Baptist. These were men that were critics of John. They, were, they wanted to publicly make known that they disagreed with the preacher. And so he, these critics come to John, and, and they, wanna, they want everybody to know that they disagree with him. They want everybody to know that they don't agree with what John is preaching. Now, understand this is that John came preaching, and he was baptizing people. And so in, in some of their minds, they thought that he was preaching a new gospel. But ultimately, John was just preparing the way of the Lord. He was just getting the ground ready for Jesus Christ to come on board. You'll see in the next verse, couple of verses, we won't cover that today, but he goes on and he baptizes Jesus. But ultimately, this is him preparing the way of the Lord. They didn't understand, and even when Christ came, they still didn't accept Christ for being the Son of God. They still did not believe that he was the Son of God, and even at this point, they thought John was kind of crazy to do what he was doing. So let's, that's the context in which we'll read. So if you have your Bible, let's all stand. If you can, let's read in verse number 19. Read in verse number 19. John verse 19, 1, verse 19, and we'll read through verse 27. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem <coughs> to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, when, What then art thou Elias? Uh, and he, he saith, I am not. Art thou a prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? That we, might, we may give an answer to them that sent us, What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And as said, 
the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou them? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latched I'm not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Beth Barbara beyond Jordan where John was baptizing. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for every individual that is here this morning. I thank you for allowing me to come to church this morning. Lord, I pray as, as we, I've prepared and prayed that you'll give me the unction, the words to say. Lord, also I ask for clarity of mind. Allow me to say everything you want me to say. Don't allow me to say anything I shouldn't. Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for saving me in spite of me. Lord, I love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we've already went over what is going on, what is taking place, so they question him. So I'm going to give you just a couple points here, uh, six simple points, and we'll, go, uh, we'll be done. Uh, critics of John. Number one, we see the elders and the critics. Look in verse number 19. The Bible says, and this is the record of John, which saith, when the Jews sent priests and Levites, verse number 24 also tells us, and they that were sent were all the Pharisees. So not only do, they, do we see that they sent the priests, we sent the Levites, and then they sent the Pharisees to come question John. Uh, again, that these are critics. They were being critical of John the Baptist. Why are you doing what you're doing? Elders, and these are men who opposed, who opposed Jesus. Jews, when the Bible says Jews are in this text, generally refers to leaders and rulers and elders. These were people that simply opposed Jesus, that opposed the preaching of the gospel. John was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and as he said, you, you look down here in verse number 21, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but in verse number 21, he says, Elias, Elias, uh, he's talking about Elijah, and he's talking about Isaiah, and he, and he says, hey, look, I'm not one of those men, and uh, here they are, critical of what he was doing and where he was. He said, as he said, he said, I'm of the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. So not only do we see the elders of the critics, but also we see the earnestness. You say, what do you mean? The, how, how, uh, how much time they spent. Look, in verse number, verse number 19, the Bible says that they, from Jerusalem to ask him, then they came to Beth Barbara. Yeah, they, they came to Beth Barbara in verse number 28. That's the distance from Jerusalem to Beth Barbara is about 50 to 60 miles. So they traveled 50 to 60 miles to criticize John the Baptist. They, they traveled that far to make sure they made known they didn't agree with what the preacher was saying. They didn't agree what the preacher was doing. They didn't agree, well, I don't agree with what you're doing. You're baptizing people. I don't know why you do that. And they come down there to make it known, hey, I'm a critic of what you're doing. And I'm just going to say this, enemies will travel a long ways to make sure they get in your way. And they were an enemy of the gospel. They were an enemy of John the Baptist. They came 60 miles, almost 60 miles, to be in the way 
to be in the way of John the Baptist. To make sure that everybody knew, hey, this guy, I don't know what this guy is doing, but we're being critical of him. The Bible says that the devil has come to seek, to kill, and destroy. That's what the devil's come to do. The Bible says that he's as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. What does that mean? That means he hunts. That means he's on the prowl. That means he's waiting for somebody to mess up, somebody to trip up, somebody to attack. That's what that means. He's seeking for somebody to attack. Now, I'm going to say this too. If you know how a lion hunts, a lion doesn't go to the front of the herd to get the guy. He goes to the back of the herd, the guy that's weak, the guy that's just getting in, the guy that's, the guy that's trying to attach himself. He goes to that person to attack, to be critical of. These enemies of John the Baptist, they wanted to attack him. Satan is no different, Christian. He wants to attack you. He wants to destroy you. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> I'm born again. I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. There was a day in my life when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. You know what that means? Satan can't have me. He can't take my soul away. He can't take my eternal life. He can't do that to me. But do you know what he wants to do? He wants to destroy my life. And I'm going to say this. There's people all across America and there's people all across our country that lives are destroyed because Satan gets in their life. You know, the question is, uh, uh, when, when people say, well, I sinned, who made you do it? Well, Satan made me. Don't, Satan doesn't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. Satan just tempts it in front of you and says, would you like it? And dresses it up as much as he can and says, hey, come over here. Do this. When he went to Adam and Eve, what did he, he tempt them with? Oh, it looks good to eat. Uh, you need to taste of this fruit. Hey, look at this. Uh, Satan is doing the same thing to you. Hey, look at this. Uh, hey, go there. Uh, hey, do this. Uh, hey, go where? Hey, that's what Satan does. He seeks whom he may devour. The enemy, the enemy of these, uh, the, the critics, they went to great extent to be able to criticize John the Baptist. We see that. Number one, we see the elders. Number two, we see the extent or the, or the earnestness of the critics. Number three, we see the examining by the critics. Look in verse number 25. <coughs> the Bible says, and, and they asked him and said, Why baptizest thou then? Look in verse number 19. Who art thou? Whose authority are you down here preaching what you are preaching? They wanted to know the authority because they didn't give him the authority. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you this, and we'll get to the next point in just a moment. But the authority doesn't come from man. Look, uh, there's not anybody that's given me permission to preach what I preach. Okay? And if, if at any time a man has to give me permission to preach what I preach, then I'm in trouble. And these men wanted to know, John, who gave you permission to be down here? John, who gave you permission to preach what you're preaching? Who gave you permission to baptize like you're baptizing? Not one person needed to give John, John the Baptist permission to preach what he was preaching. There's only one person that needed to give him permission. And John answers them that way. But you'll notice, but John, he says, who art thou? Why are you baptizing? John doesn't mention his name. John doesn't try to say, look at me. Look what I'm doing. He doesn't say, well, I'm John the Baptist. Now shut up and get out the way. No, he doesn't say that to them. He doesn't say that. He tells them in which, whose authority it is that he's down there preaching this way. Look in that text. 
Look in verse number 22. John says in verse number 22, He said, then said they unto him, Who art thou? Or verse number 21, and they asked him, Who, what is it then? Are you Elias? Verse number 22, Who art thou? Verse number 23, he says, He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as saith the prophet Isaiah. Look, he was telling them, Look, the reason, here's my explanation. Here's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. Here's why I'm in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord is because there was a prophet named Isaiah who said it would take place and here I am preaching the gospel. Hey, critic, you want to be a critic? Look, look, look. I don't have to have your authority to preach what I'm preaching. I'm preaching it because God gave it to me. Under the authority of God. He didn't need the authority of the Pharisees and the priests and the Levites. He needed God's authority. And God said, prepare the way of the Lord. And he was fulfilling prophecy to do what he was doing. Did you know that John the Baptist fulfilled prophecy to prepare the way of the Lord? He did. By preaching, hey, Jesus is coming. He said, repent, lest you all shall likewise perish. What John the Baptist went preaching. He went preaching the gospel. He went preaching, preparing the way of the Lord. <coughs> His explanation to them, hey, I'm, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. But also you'll notice in this explanation, you'll notice that he had humility. What do you mean? What do you mean he had humility? Could he have not said, I'm John the Baptist. Could he have not said, look, do you, you don't know who I am? You don't know that I'm the cousin of Jesus? You don't know that? What's wrong with you? He, he could have said, look, 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 look. Hey, I've been out here preaching and you don't know about me? But he didn't say that. He didn't tell him his name. He didn't say, look, look, pat me on the back. No, I'm out here preaching, preparing the way of the Lord. Not only was he humble, but he was honest. He didn't tell them a lie. He didn't try to pout. He didn't try to uh, fluff it up and make it something it wasn't. He told them the truth. He was honest with them. He was humble with them. Look, I'm not out here. You say, well, who are you, preacher? I'm just a sinner telling another sinner where to find bread. I've heard of, I heard a say, preacher say this. I'm just a beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. One day, somebody showed me bread. That's all I am. I'm a sinner in need of Jesus Christ, and I just want to share that with you. Well, who are you? What are your accomplishments? I've heard preachers, uh, I've heard preachers and, and people talk, well, I've got this, and I've got this degree, and this degree, and this degree, and this degree. I'm not worried about a degree. I'm worried about pleasing the Lord. My explanation, hey, look, who's the preacher now? Well, he's just some preacher. He's just some sinner. Well, you know, when I invite people to church, you know, I ought to say, well, who's the preacher down there? I don't know, just some sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's my explanation. Who are you? Who are you, John the Baptist? I'm no better than you are. I'm a sinner saved by grace. <coughs> and they were earnest about coming at him. They were, they were, uh, they questioned him. They were elders. They examined him. His explanation. But I want you to notice this in verse number 26, the exposing that takes place. 
He exposes them. Look what he says in verse number 26. And John answered them saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you. But there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. You know what he just did? He exposed to them, to the Levites and the priests and the Pharisees, you're questioning me and you're worried about me and there's somebody in your midst, you don't even know who he is. You know who he was? Jesus Christ. He said, there's a guy that right down the road from you that's a Jew that's involved with all of your work, that's doing the same things, that's doing right, that's living right, that's being right, that hasn't sinned, and he lives among you, and you don't even know who he is. It's Jesus. You want to come to me and question me? You don't even know who Jesus is. And he's among you. How sad is it? There's churches all across America today. They'll have church this morning, and they'll sing songs this morning, and they'll preach this morning, but they don't even know who Jesus is. Everything that we ought to do in this church ought to point to one man, not to me, not to the preacher, not to pat anybody else on the back, but to point the finger to Jesus Christ. If there's but one thing I could say to you, go to Christ for the answer. Look, I can't give you the answer. I, I wish I could. I wish I could help you out. But ultimately, you come to me, I'm just going to point you to the Savior. <clears throat> when I talk to somebody about getting saved or somebody bowing their head and accepting Christ, I don't say to them, well, let me tell you how, how the Trentons rode to heaven. Because if I give you Trentons rode to heaven, you won't get there. He exposed them. You need to know who Christ is. You don't even know who Christ is. The story of Samson, I don't know if you know the story, Old Testament story of Samson. He was, he, was, uh, he was somewhere he shouldn't have been, doing something he shouldn't have done, and, and uh, he got tied up. I don't know, I, I don't have enough time to tell the whole story, but Samson was there, he got tied up, and uh, he had the power and the strength of multiple men, a super strong strength, uh, God had given him by not breaking the Nazarite vow. Well, and he knew that God was on him. And, and time he was with this woman, he shouldn't have been marrying somebody he shouldn't have married, somebody he shouldn't have been with. And, and she tied him up and, and he broke the strings and went out and whooped the men like he used to whoop. Uh, and uh, the, the Bible tells that he, he, uh, he beat a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey and uh, tied uh, foxes' tails together, caused fire, all kinds of things, the strength of Samson. And the Bible says that one day uh, he was there with Delilah, somebody he shouldn't have been. She tied him up like other times and, and cut his hair because he finally gave in to the woman and told her where his strength lied and it was in the strength of his hair. And she cut his hair and the Bible says that he got, got rid of the ropes and stood up and he went out like other times and he wished not. He wished not. He didn't even know that God wasn't with him. Because he went out like other times. I've got it. I've got it. And he goes out there and gets arrested. They pluck out his eyes. They kill him. Because he thinks, oh man, I got it. I got it. I got this handled. I've done it so many times I don't even need God anymore. Huh? 
You've lived the Christian life. You've done day in, day out. Man, I don't even need God anymore. I don't even have to pray every day anymore. I don't have to read my Bible every day anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. Yes, you do. Don't approach the next day. You don't even know that God's not even with you. I would hate that that would be said about me. Live my life. Do my thing. And I don't even know that God's not with me. And exposing that they didn't even know who Christ was. And lastly, and I'll be done. <coughs> There's something that has to take place. They examined him. They were critical of him. He explained to them. He exposed them. But then there was one more thing for him to do. He had to bring honor to whom honor is due. In verse number 27. Look what he says. He it is. Verse number 26, he said, you don't even know who he is. But verse number 27 tells us who it is. He it is who's coming after me, is preferred before me, whose shoes latch. I'm not worthy to unloose. He said, look, there's somebody I've got to exalt here. You'll never see him mention his name. Pat him on the back. But there's somebody I must exalt. And I'm going to tell you, there's somebody that you must exalt. And that's Jesus Christ. He said, I'm not even, I, I, what? He said, I'm not even worthy to buckle his shoes. I'm not worthy to put Jesus' shoes on. He said, that's who I'm preparing the way for. Is somebody I can't even I don't I'm not even worthy enough to shine his shoes I'm not worthy enough to put his shoes on I'm not worthy enough to buckle his shoe because Jesus Christ is the Son of God he said that's who I'm preparing the way for John the beloved says later in this in this chat in this book he said he must increase but I must there's somebody, me. You know who you need to exalt? Him. You know why we do what we do? And why I preach like I do? I ain't to please a single person in this room. I'm sorry. I want to exalt the Savior. I want to exalt the Savior. When somebody looks at my life, and looks at the way I live. I want them to be able to say, look, he's exalting Jesus. Or where they look and say, who's he exalting? That's where I'm at. John the Baptist says, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not even worthy to put his shoes on. I, it reminds me of a text in Isaiah where Isaiah says, woe is me for I am undone and I have um, uh, of an unclean lips you know do you know who we need to realize who we are a wicked sinner that's who I am the Bible says in Isaiah that our righteousness is as filthy rags the best that I can do the best person that I can be is this filthy rag. 
Do you know who I need to exalt? The Savior. Who can make me better than that? Hey, Christian. Are you exalting the Savior? You're sitting there this morning. You say, Brother Trenton, I, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Today's the day you get that settled. You say, Brother Trenton, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to get something settled in my life. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Exalt the Savior. Quit being a critic of God's man. Quit being a critic of God's plan. Quit being a critic of God's book. And believe. Lord, I love you. Thank you so much for letting us be here together this morning.